0: I went through a really stressful period of time in my life because I was getting attacked. My treatment center was getting reviewed poorly. My first book that came out, people were hiding the book in the bookstore because there was this whole like smear campaign against me. And I also took the higher road and never spoke the truth because that's not me. That doesn't bring me more joy. Mm -hmm. And we've all experienced some level of neglect and not feeling good enough or accepted or loved, but don't turn that into hate. Yeah. Turn that into power. How do you react when someone in your life is negative towards you? Or how do you react when a stranger is negative to you, whether it be on social media or at the grocery store How do you respond and how do you not allow that negativity to carry on with you throughout the day? And I can tell you the last guest I had on this podcast, Christian Walker, probably the most controversial guest that we've had, Tony. Mm -hmm. We started posting, you know, Instagram posts and TikTok posts. And we received a lot of negative feedback. We also received a lot of positive feedback, but I thought it would be helpful if I walk through some of that so that those of you who are listening can maybe understand or see how you can have some tools to deal when negativity is thrown your way, when shade is thrown your way. Aaron, who helps manage my social media and Uh, my email list. And she does the audio for this podcast. New Newer member of the team. You've been with us for what, six months? Yeah, about six months now. Six months or so. And this is the first job you've had where there's been someone a little more of a public figure. Yeah. And so we posted on social media yesterday and you don't, you're not even involved with our TikTok account. No. You do nothing for a TikTok account. Nope. And I received a text from you on our group text, along with Samson, around negative comments on TikTok. Yep. Even though you don't even, you're not even involved with TikTok. And what was your intention?
1: I mean, my intention was just that I was keeping an eye on all of the comments that were coming in on all of the clips. Because I'm protective of you guys. And I'm protective of the brand. And I'm protective of all of it. And so. The hate. I mean, you've had stalkers show up and come for you. You've, you know, people get attacked in West Hollywood all the time. Like, let's be real. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was stressful. It was stressing me out to read them.
0: Well, what, what were some of those comments that were stressing you out?
1: Um, well, there was the one that literally says, um, the fact that he was interviewed shows you how reprehensible you are, Mike. And that got over 300 likes, you guys. Like, That's crazy.
0: And reprehensible, the definition, I think, is, what, what is that? That basically means... Without value, basically, like, below value. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm reprehensible for having a guest on the podcast. And that, for you, someone saying that was what?
1: I mean, somebody saying that is, it made me angry and it made me want to defend you. Like, I, that that was the thing, is I'm sitting there reading these negative comments and I wanted to jump in and defend you. <laughs> because. Right. These people don't know you. Yeah. And I feel like I do now a lot more than I used to. So
2: (laughs) I think it's crazy. The fact that people are now painting you Uh to be like this, if anything, like Christian, like you can't have a conversation with this guy without people coming for you and attacking you. I think it's, it's, it's crazy.
1: Like this one, he says, um, that's exactly what Mike did. Mike does not stand for any equality. Then again, it's about money, not what's right.
0: Money. You got paid to do that interview? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even make money really on this podcast. This is a passion project. Yeah, was well, was about the. You money? know what's interesting to me? I have had so many people on this podcast. I had the guy who's part of the Kinsey Association, which oversaw what happens for African Americans after the Watts riots. I've had three drag queens, non-binary folks from the show were here. I had Eureka who is non-binary interview me on the podcast about my own book. But if you have someone that is not exactly what people want to hear, suddenly you're labeled as something. Mm-hmm. But how did, when, you, when these texts were coming through, what was my response?
1: I mean, your response was that you didn't care, right?
0: No. What did I say? Oh, you told me not to get
1: caught up in the drama.
0: What did I say before that? Um, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. I could care less what strangers think of me. Which is very true. And I've come to realize that we put too much power and emphasis into what strangers think about us. Why would I care what someone thinks about me? Is anyone that listens to this podcast, consistently or anyone that has read any of the books I've written or anyone that's followed my social media for a while and seen my point of views in life is the person I'm speaking to. But if some person wants to call me reprehensible and essentially throw their own shame at me, it's like just unfollow me. And that person is still following me. And I asked them, I said, Hey, why don't you come on the podcast? You seem really passionate about this subject. And he gave a response that was just not even, if you want to talk about how bad Christian is or this or that. But the point is, I know that a lot of people struggle with negativity Mm. and I know that I had asked you, Aaron, to focus on, you know, cast centers and everything we do over there. Because you found yourself digging into parts of your job that aren't even your job.
2: Yep, I did.
0: (laughs) And you don't need to.
2: Well, technically, technically, I mean, it it is good that she did, because if something would have been like really, really bad, like a red flag, then it's great to have an extra pair of eyes. But I think in this situation, we, we prepared ourselves for the hate. Like, are we prepared for people to come attacking. Like, we literally had a meeting the day before we posted these clips. I showed you guys the clips and we decided which ones we're putting up and which ones we're not putting up because we know how people can get. We have a list full of 12 clips that we're not going to put out simply because of the fact that people will take it wrong, which he didn't necessarily. I don't think his, me- his message can come off as wrong to a lot of people, but. A lot of it's like the cold truth.
0: A lot of uh, you it, you know, know. it's one of the top three podcasts that you I, like This the is one of the Christian. top three podcasts I like, yeah. Why is that?
2: I feel like because he really spoke his mind and he said a lot of things that are true and that a lot of people don't want to admit. Like I am confused by pronouns. Like I don't understand why they're needed. But at the end of the day, it's like he feels very passionate so it's not necessary. Like you have to be privileged to complain about your pronoun.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, no. And I mean, I, I think what was coming up for me outside of just feeling very protective of you guys and worried for you that it was gonna go a different way. Um, because I know Christian has that much hate coming at him. Um, also I was having a hard time because I agreed with some of the comments that were being made. Mm. And it's like, you know, I, I agree with Christian's comments, but also some of the negative comments that were coming out about what was talked about in the podcast. And so it's it's really like, com- it's like confusing. Like what, for example? Um, like, you know, people saying it's fine, if, um, it, it's fine if you feel that way or like the vaccination conversations where the, some people are saying it's fine if you feel that way, but then it affects society as well. And like mm-hmm. lots of different comments were coming in about that. And, um, you know, personally, I, I don't like being mandated, but I do understand their argument. I like, I don't like being mandated, but I do understand their argument. Right. Um, and same thing with pronouns personally, but as a straight woman, I kind of don't have a say in that, <laughs> um, but I do agree. It's, it's a pretty blessed life you're leading if that's what you you've got left to complain about. Right. But that's the
2: thing though, is that you technically, I, I get it. Then you're a straight woman, but I feel like anyone should have an opinion on anything, like I you agree. shouldn't you shouldn't not have an opinion if you do feel like hey i maybe it's not necessary, then it's okay to say that, but I feel like a lot of people are scared to speak up simply because of the fact that just like he said, this mob will come for you and destroy you, right, which it sucks because now it's like I thought this was you know I thought this was America. I thought we can speak our truth I well, thought we can
0: i what i th- what I believe is a lot of people are scared, mm. To speak their truth partially because they don't want they it's it it does for a lot of people feel scary when negativity is coming your way when negative negativity comes my way i don't view it as a personal attack i view it as that person's projecting something onto me Mm. If someone is someone calling me reprehensible, that doesn't know me has no effect on me. In fact, I'm like, poor thing is so upset that he has to go on someone's page and try to be negative. That's how I view it. I don't. And that's why I think as you're growing any sort of brand, there naturally is going to be quote haters. And some people are psychos. They take it to such lengths in order to be negative. But I agree that freedom of speech is one of the amazing things that we have in this country. And it used to be that the right or quote, more conservative wanted censorship. Mm. They would say, Oh, that's too sexual. You need to remove it from TV or there can't be curse words. And that still is pretty dominant in terms of daytime television and network, you know, TV. But over time, it's really transitioned to where now we see the left that's into censorship of freedom of speech. Mm. It's very strange. Well, and
1: that was the other thing for me is all these people that were coming at you, yelling at you for giving Christian a platform and an opportunity to voice his opinions. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing?
2: Plus the clips that we posted were like, (laughs) they weren't even bad. The clips that we posted were very strategic to where like, it's not, they weren't bad clips. They were very open-minded clips that he actually like at one point, one of the clips was about Mike asking him, what kind of guys is he into? Nothing. I don't think there was anything bad about that, but overall, Mike, how do you, what would you recommend to someone Mm. who is on social media just leaving hate comments. Like, what would you recommend to any of those people who are from
0: their phones, just leaving hate comments? Well, the, the thing is the people who leave hate comments, um, I don't know if I can actually speak to them because I don't believe a lot of them want to change that behavior. You know, those are the people that are kind of keyboard bullies and they think that they're making a difference in this world by being negative towards whatever cause they really are passionate about. But the reality is they are, they're the problem and they don't see themselves as the problem. And there's a percentage of people and they are the loud voice, but they're not the dominant voice in this world. They're a minority. They just happen to be loud enough. And the people who spend so much time on the internet who have such a loud voice that the media loves to pick up. It's because it's extreme. Mm -hmm. And to me, I've said this before, you know, if I'm helping someone, let's say someone comes to me with their drug addiction or their mental health issues. Imagine a world in which I would suddenly say, I'm not working with you because you're anti-gay marriage. That's ridiculous. I would still help them a thousand percent, just like I would help anyone else. And I've helped a lot of people like that. And I would never give power away to somebody that I'm not looking for their approval. But I think my advice would be more towards people that are afraid of speaking their truth, of having a voice, of ending up in debates. Like, I don't really end up in debates on the Internet. I posted on my personal Facebook about a month ago. Literally, this is what I said. And I want to read you this response because this is how I handle it. Now, this is my personal Facebook. And people, personal Facebook means they're probably a friends of a friend. And I basically just said that I, and I can read you the exact quote, but I said, I'm digging Caitlyn Jenner lately. I don't necessarily agree with everything she says, but I love that she gives her opinion unapologetically. I love people that give their opinion unapologetically, whether I agree with it or not. And I had a whole bunch of hate come at me. People said to me, you're becoming, people were like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, that's what people used to say about Trump and look where he got us. Someone said, I like her more quiet, keeping her opinions to herself. Um, People took out the trash and showed like gifts. So I responded because the irony to me is this idea that we're so about the LGBT community and people think they're making a difference just by being on social media. But I'd said, I basically said, look, In reading some of the comments about my last post, let me give you some of my thoughts. Why does everything have to be about the LGBT community? Why can't Caitlyn Jenner just be a trans woman? Why does she have to give back to trans? Says who? She's just, she's trans. That's one aspect of her life. I said, she not only transitioned late, but practically most of the LGBT community bullies her. She gets so much hate online. I said, her own people. The new version of the LGBT community is becoming such a turnoff to me. Back in the day, we didn't tear others down who were LGBT, even when they had different beliefs. I remember back in the day, some of there was, I had liberal friends, I had Republican friends who were gay. That's just the truth. We had their backs, period. And by the way, if everyone cared about the LGBT community, then they would be helping people in the Middle East or China who get murdered for being gay, literally murdered and abandoned by their families, depending on the demographics but I went to the Middle East and posted on my Facebook that I wanted to help some LGBT people and was willing to donate money myself. I was willing to give $10,000 and I was looking for the best way to spend the money. And I was in Beirut and in Beirut, you, which you believe is so liberal and everyone talks about what a sexy place it's not. Okay. You can't, I went to a gay club you can literally get kicked out of the club if you're seen holding hands with the same sex yeah. and you can't take any photos and it's the amount of laws. And re- that's why I'm saying we're so blessed in this country that the things we complain about are what they are. You travel outside of this country. It's horrendous in some of these countries. And I said, I went there, asked for ideas. Not one person gave me any idea or gave me any support. And I said, but I said, no one in the USA even messaged me. No one offered an introduction or gave ideas. I said, the LGBT community in the US have it so good. And there's so much bitching and moaning over trivial bullshit. I like that Caitlyn Jenner doesn't conform. I like diversity. I like different points of views. As I said, I don't agree with some of the things she says, but I respect different thoughts. Even if I don't agree with them. I said, I find so many people talk about this person or that person has done for the LGBT community, but yet they have done nothing themselves. They went to a parade a few times or a GLAD or HRC event or watched RuPaul's Drag Race while eating pizza and tweeting. That's doing for the community. And I said, and guess what? I'm not a Republican or a conservative. I'm a free thinker. I said, I'm 100% sure that I've never gone on any of your pages and been negative ever. I have never gone on someone else's social media account and been an asshole. Why? Why would I go on someone else's page and be an asshole? And people feel entitled to do that. So I said, if you want to be judgy, just unfriend me, as that's not the community I choose to be a part of. It's all good. And hopefully some people unfriended me on my personal Facebook And I'm cool with it because I feel secure enough in myself. And I also, it's there's a way to go about dealing with negativity where you feel like you're in control and you have power. And unfortunately, we do live in a time where people are losing their jobs and there are severe consequences that are going on. And I would say that I'm quite blessed that I'm in a position where I can speak my mind. A lot of people can't. Yeah. Because a lot of people who speak their mind, they, will, they may miss out on job opportunities. I'm comfortable, I have a job, you know? And I think that if you have a hard time dealing with negativity or people being nasty towards you, don't even be on social media unless you have a business that has to be. Mm. Don't be on it.
2: But what would you say? What's the secret to not letting negativity in? Like,
0: did you have to learn this secret? I Learned at first a few years ago. I started getting a ton of hate. So a situation happened where there was a whole Mike Bear is canceled party event, and I can't go into details. Unfortunately, I can't uh, because there's some legalities around it. But I was unjustly attacked. My character was being uh, destroyed. It was becoming headline news for something that was a 1,000% false. Okay? And what I came to realize in that situation was there is no real justice. And you better figure out how to get comfortable in your own skin and surround yourself with people that are like-minded. And I had the realization, I'm not looking for everyone to love me. Mm. I want the people to love me that love me. And people that will turn on you after one mistake don't really love and they don't really get you. And a lot of people out there just float You know, they'll float around and they'll be friends with this person or they'll suddenly be friends with this person. Or I saw this all the time when I worked in music, like relevance. If someone's hot in music, everyone wants to be around them. But when they're not hot, they won't do any collaborations. And I went through a really stressful period of time in my life because I was getting attacked. Uh, My treatment center was getting reviewed poorly. My books were getting reviewed poorly. My first book that came out, people were hiding the book in the bookstore because there was this whole like smear campaign against me. That was inaccurate. It wasn't the truth. And I also took the higher road and never spoke the truth because I'm not gonna give power away. I'm not gonna give energy to that negative cloud because I, that's not me. That doesn't bring me more joy. Some people, like a Christian, can give energy to the cloud. That's authentic for him. That's not authentic for me. And so, part of what I've come to realize is, and I talk about this in my last book, One Decision, is the difference between emotional reasoning and evidence based reasoning. And right now, we can get really reactive and get into our feelings instead of looking at the facts. You know, Someone being nasty to me and saying I'm reprehensible. Well, the facts are, that's not the truth to me. So I don't really care what they say about me because it's not the truth. And I also am hoping that I'm attracting people who think like me, who like to use critical thinking, who like to use logic, who like to get into debates and still be friends to have different points of view. I would love to have more Muslim friends (laughs) when I go to the Middle East. I tend to, but I I love diversity. Do you think my house is like Epcot center with the Mount? You see the guys who I hang out with. I love other cultures.
2: Yeah. Do you think that, and this is just be honest. Do you think if social media did not exist? that we would have this many people with with negative opinions? And like, do you think if, if there was no social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, no no TikTok, do you think things would be better?
0: Yes. You think so? hmm Do you think social media changed things? I think, well, I think there's, my opinion is social media, there's pros and cons. I could say, if you're gay today, it's awesome that there's social media. Because when I was, Realizing I was gay, there was no information at all i i didn't even I went to a village people concert. that was my first concert. I didn't even know they were gay because you really didn't even talk about that stuff. so on one hand, it's great for social issues, for uh, access you know before we didn't have access except what we saw on the television and so now people have a variety of information and choices and And it allows us to speak to people in different countries. But the downside is I think that a lot of the people that sit in the basement and would yell at their TV screen now yell on the internet and before they had no voice. And I also think culture has this weird fascination with celebrity and what celebrities are doing or what they're saying or what they're wearing. And I think that's a problem. Damn. I never really thought about
2: social media as in like a negative, but yeah, it can be, it can be, there's a lot of cons that can come from it. Yeah. Cause I feel like even before, and I think I I overheard someone mention this, but they were like, damn, before social media was even, even existed, no one talked about like politics. No one talked about like if they were Democrats or Republicans or if they were like, no one really talked about that. And now that social media is such a big thing, people are expressing it highly. To where it's not confidential.
0: Yeah. People are expressing their opinion and they're uninformed. So people are jumping on the bandwagon and that's where I'm saying at one point in my career, I had all these people jumping on the bandwagon of a headline that was so false, but what are you going to do? Defend something that's not true to who people that you don't even really care like you anyways. And that took time for me to realize. I spoke to my mom last night. My mom just joined Facebook two months ago. (laughs) So my mom now reads the comments that are said to me on, you know, Facebook and some of these different sites. And she was concerned. She was concerned because, you know, what wouldn't, I said, mom, you're, if I have what is loved by social media, and I only give a voice to what people really want, A, I'm not being authentically me, which I would rather be authentically me and have way less of a following all day. I know that for a fact because I could be myself. B, I told her, I said, I don't care what strangers think of me. And I said, C, a lot of people think like me, but they're too scared to even say that they have their own thoughts about things.
2: Uh, you know what? I I really do admire and love that about you, Mike, is the fact that you can sit in a room with someone who you may not agree with, but you can still have a conversation. You can, there can be someone in need. And just like you said, they can, for some rate, maybe some reason not believe in gay marriage and not mm-hmm. think that it's okay, but you can still help them. Like, I love the fact that you don't let someone's beliefs like stop you from helping
0: No, There's people who are not interested in gay marriage that have a thousand other qualities that I love that are way better than that one person that believes in gay marriage, but they're an asshole. (laughs) Like why would one thing matter that would make me go, you're good and you're bad. And of course it's called difference of opinion. Yeah. And And I think, again, the focus is wrong. First of all, we're allowed to get married. But secondly, if we're really about the gay cause, why are we talking about that and not people getting killed in other countries? If we're really about helping other people and about this, quote, community, you know why? Because it's not popular. It takes work. You can't just do it on social media. You have to be on the boots trying to make change happen. You have to raise money. You have to donate money. And that's not as attractive to a lot of people. And I, but this is what I've realized as I've gotten older. And I can't say that I I had these thoughts initially off the bat. But, you know, I'm sure in my career, there'll be other moments where I'm going to get a whole wave of of hate and my my goal is to be a vehicle for other people to take risks in their own life and to focus on the people that support them instead of the f- people that don't mm. and
2: could you imagine if if you didn't get along with people who didn't agree with what you believe in like for instance i'm just gonna throw an yeah. example like my parents don't like they're they're not accepting of me being gay right right um, they tell me to this day, like you know, I should change my ways, or not so much my dad, because I don't talk to him. But my mom still tells me to this day, like you can still find God and He can change you. You need to be with a woman. She's met my boyfriend. I brought him around several times. Yeah. Like she still tells me to this day that you need to be with a woman. And I, I, I had to tell her one, just straightforward, like I don't ever judge you on your beliefs of what you think is right or wrong. Like, I don't ever question you because I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think just because her and I don't see eye to eye when it comes to me being gay, doesn't mean we should just all of a sudden hate each other. Like, I don't want to hate her. I love her regardless of whether she thinks, like, you know, if if I should be gay or straight. Mm-hmm. But I feel like imagine if everyone, for every person that didn't agree with them, on you know who they were supposed to be or their their beliefs or whatnot imagine it it wouldn't work this world would be full of hate Mm. it'd kind of be scary like these people who are like very like their claws come out as soon as something doesn't line up with what they believe in it's crazy
0: yeah i think it's and i I, look i i think that as, as long as we surround ourselves with people that hit enough boxes for ourselves so that we can be ourselves you know it's just like your mom you're not going to turn to for relationship advice with your boyfriend Mm -hmm. and it's accepting that your mom's not the person to turn to or Some people would go, God, I can't even turn to my mom. You know, my mom doesn't accept me. And and it's really about what is the mentality that you're approaching things with. And it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy to suddenly flip the script in our brains. But I do think when we're able to do that, it makes us so much more resilient because we're not giving power away. The worst thing is when we give power away to make ourselves feel worse. Yeah. For me, I want quality, comfort, love, relationships. I like to create new things. But, and, we, and, and look, I've been in the spot. We've all been there. I can just say that it, What what happens sometimes when we really get thrown when someone is negative to us is it's an opportunity. If we're really struggling with something, it's an opportunity to handle it differently. If we can't stand someone, let's say that we work with, it's an opportunity to figure out how to do it because we're all capable of doing it. The problem is when we give up and we go, they're just impossible. And a lot of people that I've worked with who could do so much more in their career that they would love they'll go to their boss one time with an idea and then they stop they lack the inspiration i know i was talking to you before this tony you know your previous job is a lot different than this job Mm -hmm. you know your, your previous job you were what video
2: yeah i was a camera technician but the the biggest thing was that they didn't they didn't necessarily support what i did outside of the job like it was almost like oh he's getting invited to this hmm like it's almost like they didn't they just did not like the fact that i had something actually going for me outside of that which sucked because i didn't have that support Mm. like it was never like there was never any support and i would do my best to like do things Outside of the work, you know, I shoot my videos on weekends. I shoot and edit my videos at night. Um, but for the most part, there was no support versus like with you. It's like there's 1000% support. You're like, hell yeah, go do it. Oh, you got a brand deal? Kick ass. Right. Like, it's like you're, you're, you're proud of me. And I feel like overall, I, I think I just want to say this to just for our community. I'm so proud of how far we've gotten. Like I can, I can sit here. I know like Christian was like, I'm not a part of that community, but I can sit here as, you know, part of the community saying, I'm very proud to see how far we've gotten. Mm. I know where we have a lot more to go. I know we have a lot more ways to go, but I just feel like I, I I'm very proud and I just want to focus on like the main things that actually matter. And I think what you just said earlier was let's focus on other countries. Like we're, I think we have it really made mm. to where our biggest problem is if family members don't accept us. But for the most part we can walk around obviously certain parts of of America. We can walk around holding another man's hand or if a woman wants to hold a woman's hand, but I think we should focus on the bigger on the bigger picture. Yeah, and,
0: and by the way, there's certain areas of this country that you wouldn't walk period because they're too dangerous. That's true. You know, and and the question is where should the focus and energy be Mm. that's most helpful for everyone yeah you know and what's better for, for the masses and you know i i have i i i hear you and i think that i think when we label people that's why the label thing i think hurts if we called it a community, right? Mm-hmm. I think the community is an interesting thing because it's so broad and it's a bit confusing what totally the values are. Um, because if you're inclusive, then be inclusive of straight ideas, be inclusive of everyone. But I think that we we have to we have to focus on what really matters. And by labeling people, by someone labeling me as against equality, I don't need to show my resume and my tax returns of how much I've donated. Mm. But I can tell you, I probably have done a lot more for the LGBT community than majority of people out there. I don't need to put that out there. You know, I'm choice with how I give money, how I give to causes, how I bring resources to people, even the city. It's like the city of West Hollywood. I give away a scholarship every month to someone who lives in West Hollywood fully, where they save, you know, $15,000 a month helping this community. And I'm not going to, I'm trying not to get myself to start rattling off all the things, but it's so, it's, it's so bizarre that we live in a culture where people don't want to get to know people and instead they want to put them in boxes and i think as soon as we start leaning heavily into all of these initials and pronouns and i i don't believe that that helps the greater bigger picture because we are all humans and we're all trying to do the best with what we can Mm. And we all have trauma Mm -hmm. and we've all experienced some level of neglect and rejection and abandonment and not feeling good enough or accepted or loved, but don't turn that into hate. Yeah. Turn that into power. Oof, It's the truth. It's so easy to feel pain and suddenly start to blame other people. But when you start to turn into power, you start to be proactive. Proactive is not posting on social media. Mm. Proactive is getting off your ass and doing something about it.
2: Oh, I, looks like I need to start being proactive because I, I I can admit I need to do more for our community. I think I don't do enough, but yeah, I think maybe I need, to, I need to get my hands a little dirty and start getting out there and even like you said i I, I don't know of any of any uh like you know where to donate or anything like that
0: right because it's easy to believe that we're making a difference just by casting a vote and posting on social media Mm. and that is not how you change culture you know or making content or a movie you know oh my god that's changing culture and you know actresses and actors act like they're really moving the needle in this world it's a fucking movie Okay, it's not real life. You want to do something about it, show up and do something about it. But stop creating this fantasy image out there because if you want to see how bad things suck, if you're really worried about that person in the small town, go to the small town. Mm. Stop acting like you're doing something by just saying, well, we need to worry about this person. We'll go do something. Yeah. You know, and I find that I love being around other people. Free thinking people that want to make a difference. And I want to make a difference with a lot of different people. I don't care. I mean, I was passionate about helping Yazidi women in Iraq. And I started going there alone to open up mental health clinics. And what I found, even though I'd worked with so many talent and I thought that I could sell their merch and this was going to be my new purpose and career path. I couldn't get anyone on board with it. And these people needed help more than anyone else I've ever met in their life. Husbands beheaded by ISIS, them removed 200 miles from their own homes in refugee camps, the nicest people, and I couldn't get anyone on board. And and people said, that's amazing, Mike, but I was using my own money trying to open up mental health clinics. And that's when I suddenly realized, and that was over three years ago, when I made the decision to become a public brand, instead of just playing behind the scenes and and not doing it, is my purpose became, okay, I want to make a bigger impact with things I'm passionate about. So I'm going to become the brand. And then all of a sudden, I attracted this situation where I met Dr. Phil, and then he started having me go on episodes, and I started writing books. But I have to stay True to my purpose and passion, and that feels better to me. Mm. You know, I think I've said it to you and Samson before. I'm like, we should do something once a year where we make impact happen, even at a small level where we bring resources, time, energy to a person, place, or thing. You know, I used to before COVID surprise. Families and give them gifts and make it easier for the mom with three jobs. And I stopped doing that since COVID. And I'm just realizing this now that, and that's why that brings me life. Selfishly, that makes me light up. And that's important to me. And when you do enough important things that bring you purpose, you don't give a flying fuck about what someone says to you online because you know what you do and you know who you are. Oof. that's the truth. Yeah. Damn. So th- is there heat in what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's how I've gone to the other side of feeling insecure is by doing things that make me feel really secure. Nice. Because I believe along with Spirit or God, I believe in a higher power, then my higher power is like, yeah, Mike, you go. Mm. So, we talked about dealing with negativity and speaking your mind unapologetically. Please know that if you follow me on social media on any of the platforms, I will always value your ability to have free speech, whether you agree with me or don't agree with me. It is a platform where you could be free. If you want to insult me, that's a different story. I get to decide whether or not you have the privilege of coming to my page because I don't know if I feel like being insulted. I don't know if, I don't know if that's really my vibe these days, right? (laughs) So I, I would encourage you to communicate with me uh, on my social media, you know, what, what would life look like for you if you started to speak your mind? Is there anything you're really passionate about right now that would make your life better that you're holding back from doing because you're playing small for yourself what are you scared of what's the fear is it real are you scared because it's just your emotions or is are you actually looking at the truth of the situation and don't be afraid of the boogeyman because the boogeyman went away when you were a kid And the more you can let out who you truly are, the more I believe you make this world a better place. So don't hold back. Keep it magical. And until next time, we're always evolving.
2: And subscribe and also (laughs) like this podcast. Give it a good rating because we love that. We love that here. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Ciano, LaFern Cusack, and Stephanie Kayson. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatti. Callie Kelts is the social media producer, and a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew,
0: Rwani Horinagay, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. The Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professionals.